0: Hey friends, welcome to WrestleBuddies, GameSpot's wrestling podcast about wrestling, friendship, and friendship with wrestling, or wrestling with friendship, depending on the week. I'm GameSpot News Entertainment Editor Matt Elfring, and with me is my closest Wrestle buddy. He is Chris. that you as well my closest wrestle buddy but good lord it is 7:50 in the morning <laughs> you are way too awake for me i haven't even had a cup of coffee i've got a bottle of water it's conservatively 197 degrees in los angeles this week but man how are you my friend i'm I'm great. Uh, I'm glad that I continued to do the giant announcement for your name, even though I botched the first intro for this episode. Oh, okay. We're going to just go put it all on French Street. Yeah, that was not yep. the first time Matt did that. Uh, the first time, though, he did remember my title, which is GameSpot Entertainment Editor. But and, uh, maybe we should just get rid of our titles. Who cares? I I was going to say the same thing. I don't think Yeah, were all let's just much. not do titles anymore. Uh, GameSpot's WrestleBuddy won and GameSpot's WrestleBuddy also won. <laughs> We also, one. We were both number one. Yeah, Chris. It has been a crazy qu- week in wrestling. <laughs> Are you Elmer Fudd <laughs> or my son? <laughs> Are you gonna get that wabbit? I want to get that wascally wabbit. Oh man! Even though we're not a, uh, we we don't talk about what's going on in wrestling. That 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 SummerSlam's coming up. That payback's coming up. And I don't want two pay-per-views in a row. Why are they on back-to-back weekends? But hey, Matt, you know what? What's okay with that, though? What? They're going to be in the Thunderdome. <sighs> I don't know if you can add lightning strikes to that or thunder roaring. Yeah, I can I can add visual <laughs> effects to this audio podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just add, like, the Undertaker's entrance to the background of that, and we'll be good. If you're listening in the far future, let me just tell you what's happening. Uh, SummerSlam is happening... On I don't know what is it August twenty third twenty second whatever this coming this Sunday, Uh, and then one week later is another WWE pay per view. It is the dumbest thing ever. It's as if someone at WWE was like, "How can we get people to care even less about payback?" (laughs) Let's put it the week after SummerSlam, the only latter half of the year pay per view that technically matters. (laughs) I guess Survivors. (laughs) How do we get Matt and Chris to work two weekends in a row? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. We got to work it. Oh, but that's okay. I want to go to the Thunderdome, Matt. I do want to go there. Can we be Master Blaster? Uh, One can dream. Uh, Well, we will. I'm sure we'll be talking about Thunderdome in an upcoming week, because honestly, just by reading what it's about, how can we not talk about this? It's, It's a classic WWE thing. It's like right up there with Tout. Oh, my God. Remember Tout? Remember tout? Hey, just tout it. Just t- you remember TikTok? TikTok tout? No, TikTok's still a thing, Matt. The kids I love know it. But yeah, but there's someone in the future is listening where TikTok's not a thing. Oh, it's all flubbity boobity now. Yeah, it's all rascals. That's the new social media, rascals. But just old people on scooters. Yep, it's old people on scooters. It's and that's only it's it's just it's not even video. It's just audio. Clips of old people on scooters. That's what social media is like. <laughs> He's just here like a little scooter, <laughs> scooter engine. Oh yep. my god. We're on a roll, man. We're doing great this morning. It is. Uh, Chris, tell us what we got coming up this week. Well, Matt, this is a bit of a different week because we are each bringing something very, very personal to the table. Oh, uh yeah. I, uh, for those who don't know, which is all of you except for Matt. I had last week off of work and in doing so, since we're in the middle of a quarantined hellscape, uh, stayed in my apartment and just cleaned up my closets. Uh, and in doing so, I found honestly a surprising number of weird wrestling things in my closet that we're going to talk about. Uh, I was sending photos to Matt the entire time <laughs> and he, and he and it, it, it was, it, it blew my mind. The things that I kept in boxes in my closet uh, so that is what I'm bringing to the table this week. Matt, on the other hand, is going to yell at children on the Internet. i not sen- yelling at children on the Internet. Someone sent him a, a – uh, it'll become clear that someone sent Matt a message on Instagram about wrestling, and he's taken offense to it. And we're going to th- explain why that person is wrong in this new segment. Matt yells at children on the Internet. Uh, the segment, when you wrote the segment title The segment was always going to be Is Wrestling Fake? Subtitle yelling at- Matt Yelling at Children on the Internet He's This kid's probably an adult I'm going to throw it out there You just called him a kid I call everybody a kid Well, anybody younger than me is a kid Oh, so he's like a child Well, he's an adult You're going to yell at him on the Internet Anyway, let's <laughs> yell at kids you, you've you been a GameSpot for... Oh, I bit my tongue. Ow. Oh, boy. All right. That's staying in. <laughs> anyway, Chris, I've been... A, you've been at GameSpot for a few years. I'm yeah. coming up on five years now. It's true. And when I started really working on that wrestling stuff on the website, mm-hmm. um, I got a lot of messages mm-hmm. of people saying, hey, don't you know wrestling's fake? Matt? I have had the same experience uh, at previous outlets I've worked for. In fact, I've had coworkers come up to me and say, I can't believe people think this is real. My dad has done the same thing. I can't believe that. I can't believe that people think people think this is real. I, is there an impression is I'm just so confused. Like is someone out there who loves wrestling wrestling saying like, this is real. And just announcing it to everyone constantly. Is it like, I mean, so I, with a, I'm assuming it's all that it's still real to me, damn it, guy. I don't think most people know who that is. Huh. Oh, he was on Tosh.0. <laughs> well, so yes, as, and as we know, the true mark of pop culture stardom is being on Tosh.0. I guess. Anyway, I, we get told that wrestling is fake from random people, and this is always unsolicited. <laughs> it's never... Yeah. We're it's, never asking for people's no. opinion. <laughs> Guess what? I don't care. Which Like, I don't care I, if you want me to know. I, I also don't care, but I got a random message on Instagram. Um, I saw it like three days after it was sent because it was in the section of like, hey, this person doesn't follow you. And they're just saying things. And it's usually always a bot saying like, hi, come check out my sexy webcam. And... <laughs> Matt, I, I just, wasn't. I just want you to see my webcam. I don't just, know check what's out my so sexy wrong webcam. With it. I would like to. Uh, I'm not going to say the person that sent this, uh, but I would like to read the message because they are you. a legal child. <laughs> they, they, I think they're an adult. I don't know. I know nothing about them, uh, aside from their name. But here, here we go. Here is the message, uh, direct for you guys. <clears throat> oh, wrestling is beyond fake. Just because people get injured doesn't make it a real fight. It just makes them bad athletes if they're unable to pull off fake fights with injuring themselves. The performance enhancing supplements are most likely the cause of all their fake ass injuries. There is Spelled Rock. I'm going to point that out. Mm -hmm. It's the location there, not the personal there. E-R-E. It's E-R-E. Real fighters break orbitals and break is spelled as in like breaking your car. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> this person doesn't not know what an orbital is. <laughs> they break orbitals, jaws and limbs get hematomas. OK, uh, saying wrestling is real or entertaining is like saying the tooth very exists. It's like saying war reenactments are actually wars. They aren't and never will be unless you're, that's the personal you're, not you are, like it's necessary, unless you're a uh, little six-year-old. There's a lot going on in here, and the editor in me and former college tutor uh, has some real issues with the structure of this, and professor. I'm not going to get too into that, because I think that's that's low-hanging fruit to, to make fun of, which I already have. You were a professor? Um, I am, at one time, was a professor. Not really. I do want to just throw this out there because there I'm sure there are people listening to this that are, are newer fans to wrestling. Um, And I also want to preach to the choir that is wrestling fans or are wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Uh We all know the fights are predetermined. None of us are going into this thinking like, oh boy, who's going to win this one. It's going to be right to the end. Like unless we're playing along and we tend to play along with these matches, but we get sucked into the story and right. It's true it's drama it's it's television it's it's movies it's it's fiction we know what's happening is essentially fiction uh i don't think there's anybody aside from like when brawl for all happened that, that thinks anything's a legitimate fight going on not even wwe underground whatever that is you mean raw matt it's raw, it's raw underground. underground know the product oh, i'm please. fired from this show Jeez, fake fan fake fan of fake fighting I do want to give a brief history on WWF and WWE's dealings with uh, what isn't isn't kayfabe. Uh kayfabe, if you're not familiar, just w- what is the show? You know, what's the fiction? Uh, but, but uh real quick before we do that. Yeah. Can I make a counterpoint to that entire uh that entire message? Yes. So like if a stunt person on a movie gets injured, <laughs> is it because they're on is because they're on performance enhancing steroids? Apparently, I, I, I think that this this is something I do want to delve into after we kind of go over this kayfabe stuff. OK, because within breaking down the concept of is wrestling fake, which is not a yes or no answer is wrestling fake. Is It's not yes or no. Right. They're, they're, it's it's a very complicated. It's the only. I feel say like the only work of fiction that has so many different layers to it. You, there's no yes or no answer to it. Mm hmm. Uh, so in 1989, in order to distance itself from uh, various athletic commissions across the country, which have certain rules and regulations that uh, sporting events need to follow, Vince and Linda McMahon uh, admitted under oath in a civil lawsuit that WWF as a product was pre-scripted. Uh, it all worked. I mean, th- this lawsuit where they're like, hey, it's not real, uh, got them out of all these commissions. Uh, Linda McMahon herself said, Unlike professional boxers, professional wrestlers are not competing in contests where points are scored and the winner is determined by potentially injurious blows struck at the opponent. Instead, like the skilled athletes you see in the circus or Harlem Globetrotters, our athletes are well-conditioned professionals who are the best at what they do and what they do is entertain people. Just now, as I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, they're the Harlem Globetrotters. Like... Do people call Harlem Globetrotters like matches fake? Because those are certainly predetermined. Oh man, they should play uh, that Harlem Globetrotter song over a wrestling match. They should. Have you ever been to a Harlem Globetrotter show? It is the most no, magical fun ha- thing ever. I haven't, but I've seen on TV, and I want to say they might have been on like Full House one time. They, they, they may have. They were on Gilligan's Island a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which is weird because Gilligan's Island is on an, an island. island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wrestling is Holland Globetrotters. So that's kind of a nice, fun connection there. Uh, so in 1997, so after 89, like if you follow that lawsuit, everybody at that point, not everybody, but most people at that point realize like, oh, it's predetermined, even though we all had a kind of an idea of our head that this isn't an actual legitimate bout. Uh, but in 1997, there's the Vince McMahon infamous attitude era announcement uh, where Vince did a promo talking about the, the big changes in programming saying like, we think our viewers are more sophisticated than good guys and bad guys. I held my hands up like Vince did in that promo. We're going to have to do that promo as a wrestle piece theater one day because it's so weird. It's very, it doesn't make sense. And that whole thing, be, just started because of the Montreal screw drop, uh, yeah. which is like that everything about that is such a weird weird moment in wrestling. I'm going to read a hey, quote. Hey, Matt, yeah. did you know that Brett screwed Brett? Brett screwed <laughs> Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he said it like that, but it seems like he it. says everything like that officially. Go on. <laughs> I'll take a vanilla. icy. Wow. (laughs) That's him getting ice cream or something. Uh, Anyway, Vince said the WWF extends far beyond the constrict confines of sports presentation into the wide open environment of broad based entertainment. We borrow such, uh, we borrow from such program niches like soap opera, soap operas, like the days of our lives or music videos, such as those on MTV daytime talk shows like Jerry Springer and others cartoons, like the King of the Hill on Fox sitcoms, like Seinfeld, and other widely accepted forms of television entertainment. One of those. One of those fits WWE product. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Not yeah. King of the Hill? Yeah, I, I think he's just naming everything big at this point. Maybe Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives and uh, music videos too, I would say. Like, Seinfeld... There's nothing on WWE program. i like, you know what? That's like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there are storylines about nothing. Oh, fair point. Damn. In yo face. from the Thunderdome. <laughs> uh. So, within the the constructs of wrestling, we we all know, all of us have known at least since the Attitude Era. I mean, sure, when you're a kid, you think these fights are real. Until you kind of realize, like these people are punching each other in the face, why does no one have a black eye? Uh, but at least since 1997, we we know this is predetermined. We 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 know these matches aren't real. Um, and even thinking back before 97, like did any of us actually truly think these were real fights? Eh. Like when I was a very, very, very little kid, like I think I believed it was real, but like I mm-hmm. kind of, I figure, I feel like I figured it out pretty early on. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's fine if it's not real. I think that's the not real. I, I do like, want to, like Jake the Snake let his boa constrictor bite the Macho Man. That was real. No, I know, but like that's not <laughs> like in terms of like, I hate you so much, I'm going to let a snake attack you. That's not real. That's ridiculous. Uh, so the matches are predetermined. Punches are pulled for the most part. It all depends on what's happening in the ring. Uh, I mean, you could ask the Blue Meanie about how punches are pulled, but and and they're pulled to varying degrees of success, uh, depending yeah. on the wrestler. Have you ever seen a uh, wrestler get knocked out in the ring? Because it happens relatively often, a couple times a year. I was just listening to uh, a, I I don't know if you know this, Matt Chris Jericho, uh, former I've heard AEW of him. champion. He has a podcast. Uh, in which he but was before you talk about that let's talk about the fine people at ad placement it's <laughs> good yeah thank um, you thank you I but listened he to his podcast he <laughs> he was he was mentioning working with rob van dam and like how like <laughs> when you were working with van dam you knew it was going to be a rough day because those kicks hurt because he works stiff because some people because so, like that's the thing there there are moments where you're going to take a hit because you're working with someone who isn't good enough to not hit you. Yeah. Then there's other times you're going to be working with someone who just works stiff. That's their style. You have people like Ric Flair, who there's that legend where I think he actually, not even a legend. I think he said it. He worked on his punches by punching a hanging piece of string. Like to try to get as close to the string as possible without oh, that's, hitting it. That's smart. Yeah. So, like, that's why his punches... And his punches do look really good if you yeah. kind of go back and look at it, especially for its time when wrestling was uh not as complicated as it is now, I'd say. Less flippy moves. But people still get hurt in the ring for various reasons, whether it's a botched move or uh, just a kendo stick beating the hell out of you like Dominic Guerrero got beat with a kendo stick by Seth Rollins recently. Oh, boy, did he ever. And if you're saying Matt... His name's not Dominic Guerrero; it's Dominic Mysterio. Might it remind you that I still hold uh, true in the fact in my mind that Eddie Guerrero is his father, thanks to that ladder match, even though Eddie Guerrero lost it. Well, I mean, so, the whole wasn't the whole reason that like they had the ladder match is because Eddie was biologically his father. I, I believe so. And it's, like uh, Ray Mysterio adopted him can we let's do that one next week let's talk about that next week i love that i mean we might as well Dominic Guerrero hyphen mysterio is one of the biggest stars in wwe this week this week uh also is i believe chris has as well like we've both like been next to a ring touched a ring the the floor is not padded very well it's a very thin layer of foam over a bunch of baseboards especially on the apron the hardest part of the ring hardest part of the ring Uh, the ropes are super tight And they're just like cable wire wrapped in duct tape, essentially. Yeah, it's elevator. It's like elevator uh, rope. Yeah, Elevator cables wrapped in duct tape. And they're like, okay, now bounce off of them. And yes, the longer you work, you work up like calluses and you like work up like you're able to withstand it more. But like it still hurts. That's why when a wrestler comes back from injury after being out a long time, whenever they talk about that first flat back bump. They say like they feel the pain shoot through their entire body. Yeah. It, everything hurts. This isn't it's not a it, wrestling is the ballet, but it's the ballet where you get the hell beaten out of you every time you get in the ring. Right. I I feel like CM Punk put it best for me uh, during some interview. He he the way he explained it was he's like, I like my job is to throw myself at the ground. That yeah. sucks. Like that doesn't that's not going to not hurt. And and I think when we have people that kind of tell us like, hey, don't you know wrestling is fake? Um, First of all, like, do you think that little of me? Like that's that's, it's always a question in my mind is like, do you think that little of me as a person where you think you've got one up on me by telling me a a weekly soap opera where uh, once a man had sex with a corpse is isn't real? Once where a man blew up in a limo and came back two weeks later, that's not real. I think it's real. (laughs) It's real to me, damn it. Uh, But the the problem is putting wrestling in the same category as MMA, which I'm pretty fond of, uh, boxing and other competition sports. Go ahead, Chris. I I don't like MMA. MMA
1: is just something
0: I'm just... And 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 I'll tell you, the the reason I give every time is like, they're really getting punched in the face. I don't want that. I've been punched in the face. It sucks. I don't want other people get punched in the face. That's not for me, man. You know what also sucks? And people don't talk about that. This enough punching someone in the face. That hurts a lot too. hurt your hands, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I've never punched anybody in the face. Oh, uh, your knuckles and wrist hurt. I believe that. Probably not as much as the other person's face. Yeah, I I think the face. I'm trying to think. of The times I've been straight up punched in the face, the face hurts more than the times I've punched someone in the face. With Matt, my hand. you have led a life. I've had. We always talk about that. Is that I will randomly surprise you with a weird fact about my history? Like, I I know you as the a kind gentle sarcastic father of a child yeah husband a pretty mellow dude and you're yes. like no nah, man this one time i almost murdered a guy just for funds i never did anything like that no right i'm exaggerating yeah but like i've never punched anyone i like i don't even know if i've ever seriously punched anyone period like i've not i've not gotten in a fight like an actual fight it's not, I don't know, like it's not a good feeling afterwards either. I don't know why it would be. The, the last time I got into it with someone, and this is probably like four years ago, maybe five years ago. That recent? Um, Who
1: there's are reason you? behind it
0: There is a reason behind it. Uh, my friend was, I'm going to tell the story. I know we're talking about wrestling as fake. I just want to tell the story because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, my friend was super drunk at the bar and uh, I was talking to my wife and she said like, well, why don't you go like walk down to the bar, get his car, pick him up and like drive him somewhere safe or like have him stay here so he's not driving. And I'm like, that's a good idea. Okay. I go pick the guy up. I'm like, let's go back to my house and have a couple beers and hang out because he's kind of an awful drunk. And at one point I'm like, hey, man, you're going to spend the night here. He's like, no, I'm going to drive home like 15 miles home. Super drunk. I said, no, that turned into uh, shouting, which turned into shoving. Because I just don't want him to drive, and not for his sake. He's making that dumb decision to drive, but it's for other people on the road's sake. Like you're gonna hit somebody if you're drunk. You could kill them because you're an idiot. Uh so he came at me and was like about to throw a, a, a punch at him, at punch at me because he wanted his keys back from me. Because he's and I drunk. grabbed him. He was drunk, yeah. I grabbed him and I flipped him over me like a judo toss, and then just elbowed down on his chin and just held him until he said, "Okay, y'all, you can drive me home." Which was a good five minutes. Who I didn't actually throw a, a punch during that, but like that's bat- the last time I got angry and got like a like physical with somebody. You're like Batman.
1: That's I guess. pretty cool.
0: The Dark elf ring. <laughs> uh, but and, and going back to wrestling being, we, yeah, we like be, I'd love to anyway, hear this segue. Yeah, anyway, we we shouldn't be putting like a confrontation that I had, a physical confrontation, that shouldn't be like wrestling should not be in that category. It shouldn't be with MMA and boxing. It's its own little like kind of middle ground thing. Where yes, there are athletic things happening in the ring. But the the moves are uh, presented in a way that is safe for both parties, mm-hmm. or as safe as they can be for both parties, and everything is predetermined. And even it's, though you it's, can it's, bet it's, on it, it's meant to be dramatic and entertaining. Yeah, it, it's so. You, so, telling you, go you ahead, could, you could say it's as if pro wrestling is so a, a, a form of sport and entertainment combined, <laughs> combined <or a> sporting <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yes it's 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 a show it's it is predetermined but like even things that are predetermined you can get hurt doing again stunt work stunt work uh uh gymnastics it, well gymnastics aren't predetermined that's a bad example um, <laughs> listen it's, it's very early um but yeah like stunt work i feel like is it, it wrestling is a combination of stunt acting and stunt work telling a wrestling fan that wrestling is fake is the same thing as me telling you that the movie you are watching isn't real wait which movie like am i watching though every it doesn't any movie except for a documentary well, well even documentaries even documentaries say. are like uh like the, what was the very first documentary like nanook of the north which was completely fictional what about black it's like 1920 maybe it's earlier what about blackfish the one about SeaWorld? Um there is there is a lot of truth in that, but there's also a lot of uh of bias from the directors. Because every documentary has bias. What about I mean, what about King Corn? I've never seen that one. Oh, it's really good. It's about how there's corn in little, literally everything we touch. Well, that's that's a whole other discussion actually about how the government, uh government subsidies and farmers of America. Yep. Anyway. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode (laughs) where we talk about Dominic Guerrero and corn, not the band well since it's farming we can talk about like the Godwins oh yeah Uh, but again yeah you telling me wrestling is fake is like me telling you the Avengers aren't real because they're not (laughs) Matt charismatic billionaire Tony Stark is wearing a suit made of iron he's the Iron Man Oh man! And these this this argument will never. It's not even an argument. I'm not arguing it's real. You're just yelling, uh, but it's never going to go away. It's just something that people are going to tell us over and over and over again.
1: <laughs> and that the, I ate that, the, it.
0: that the Avengers are fake? I agree. It's, no, that wrestling it's, is it's fake. It's nonsense. The Avengers are very real. I always just wonder. Like, I always wonder where. Is someone's again, is someone telling them it's real and they feel they need to tell me it's fake. And maybe it's because I did a video on GameSpot years ago that says like you wrestling, can stop is saying real? wrestling is No, no, I did a video that says like you can stop saying wrestling as fake. That that is the thing I want to point out here more than anything else. This person reached out to you for no apparent reason. You didn't post something on Instagram about wrestling. You didn't you you haven't made any grand comments on the podcast or on Twitter or anywhere else about how wrestling is real? No. This was completely just like out of the blue. This was like, hey, you guy who posts about like (laughs) who posts videos of himself going, yo, it's yo boy. Did you know that wrestling is fake, idiot? Like where who are you and where did you come from? The insta that Instagram account is so weird too. It's not like there's never anything wrestling on it unless you and I are at a wrestling event together, which we don't it's, do anymore because of the because of the covid. Yeah. It's it's literally me making fun of like dumb videos on the internet saying yo it's your boy and then me cooking things. That's all that Instagram is. Yeah, I'm looking I'm <laughs> like here's what I've decided officially. Yeah. Oh, well Matt, to be fair, in some of your Comic-Con videos, your Comic-Con home videos, you are wearing an elite shirt. That's wrestling, and wrestling is fake. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a wrestling shirt. You I can, fu- you know, but if you don't know what, like, the elite are, and you... That's that's a wrestling shirt where you have to have knowledge to understand it's a wrestling shirt. Right. But I will say, I'm going to assume that uh, what he was responding to is the adorable picture of you and your dog during a tornado. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, last He's like, week oh, this looks like a guy who watches wrestling. <laughs> As he was terrified for his life hiding in his hallway with his dog listening to sirens thinking about power bombs (laughs) i was thinking about power bombs. a power bomb (laughs) a power bomb oh god anyway i think that's all my my thoughts about wrestling being fake it's just it's just it's dumb hey idiot can i tell you something though wrestling is fake loser if it's so fake you go do it i don't want to that's that's my challenge. If if it's, if it's so fake, if wrestling is the fakest thing ever, then you, sir, challenging me and my beliefs. I don't believe it's real. Wow. Uh, it's like well, we're going down a road here. We are going down a road. If you think wrestling is fake, go go take some bumps. Go run the ropes. Get punched in the face. Get fake punched in the face. Or <laughs> Get, real I punched mean, in the face. take take a vertical suplex because <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because it looks like it hurts. It probably sh- hurts. Even sure if it's does. light, it hurts. I might take an arm drag. I don't want to do any of that. I want to pose on the ropes. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I'll take a headbutt. <laughs> I, would love, like, I would love, Matt, here's my dream. Yeah. Once wrestling happens with crowds again, I would love for this podcast to become popular enough. To where we get asked to be uh, ringside manager at not not WWE, not no. Ring of Honor or Impact or AW, like an indie show, MLW. I feel like that's even too high caliber. <laughs> too like huge big battle. <laughs> like like I want like we I want us to find like legit. Some WrestleMania weekend, I want us to go to that that long list of shows during at that they do that long yeah. thing at one arena and we like the lowest caliber one, they're like, Hey, you're the Wrestle Buddies, right? We're like, Yeah, they're like do you want to escort this person you've never heard of to ringside? And I'm like, Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> we do. And then we have to put on our gimmick merch shirts, say like, I am a wrestle buddy like poorly made ones too i mean yeah we don't own the art t- we don't own the wrestle buddy slogan that no i don't even know if we own the name <laughs> i own the name i own the name i copyrighted it in my heart anyways that's my rant our rant just stop <laughs> <laughs> and hire us to be ringside managers <laughs> Hire us to be ringside managers Just stop telling me wrestling is fake. I don't care. I like wrestling. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'm going to get people on Twitter yelling at me about that. Hey, Matt, do you hear that sound? What sound? Heavy breathing. heavy Heavy breathing, breathing, Heavy breathing. It's Gangrel Watch. It's Gangrel Watch. Your update on what Vampire Warrior Gangrel is up to. Featuring the two-time Slammy Award winning anchor team of Chris Hayner and Matt Elfring. Also featuring Bonsai Billy with this week's sporting update. <laughs> this is a good episode. I like this one so far. It's a perfect balance of weird and good. Uh, when Keisha was here a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I honestly don't remember. Times are uh, yeah, up. it was Sexiest Wrestler episode a couple weeks ago. Uh we provided an update on Gangrell, and Matt, honestly, it was an update of fear because Gangrell hadn't personally tweeted in a long time. He'd it was been, a, it was scary. He had been retweeting things like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. But like anybody could do that. Only one person can tweet like Gangrell, and that, my friend, is Gangrell. Matt, I am happy to report. Gangrel is back, baby. Oh, fangin' and bangin'. He has tweeted three times, Matt. Oh, man. Uh, the first came on October. And I will say this. All three tweets come with photos. Good. Uh, on Octo- on August 13th, he tweeted, GM, hashtag cardio, hashtag SoFlo, hashtag Flawboys, hashtag LaPlaya. Which sounds like laparca. Hashtag bike. Hashtag racquetball hashtag. Oh, no, not, not hashtags sorry Billy fives. Hashtag no handlebars Thursday. Hashtag happy birthday, Lincoln Hervella, And it's just a picture of him shirtless, like on working out on the beach, I think. And then in, in two of the photos, there's a dude they're not wearing. They're in Florida. They're in hashtag. So because they're hashtag flaw Boys. And they're not wearing masks. (laughs) They're not wearing masks and they're standing a little too close together for my liking. Um, Gangrel, come on, bro. You are, you are a role model. Uh, But then on August 15th, great day at La Playa with my lady at Sue San Nelson 2830. But did notice I need to work on them love handles. More cardio, better diet, need more discipline. Hashtag SoFlow. Hashtag local boy. Hashtag Hollywood. Hashtag blessed. And Matt, hashtag foot, 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 fangin' and Banging. And the nice. picture is him from the back looking very sunburned. Uh, in front of a sign that says, no pets allowed on the beach. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I may do it. And lastly, Gangrel sent in shouts, shouts to one of his, uh, I'm assuming, uh, trainees. Because Us? as as we know, Gangrel uh, owns and operates the Gangrel Wrestling Asylum. Yeah. And in the photos, <laughs> he looks, he's, he's, I think he's doing color commentary. He's wearing uh, like a polo shirt and a headset. And he's shaking the hands of a woman wrestler with a title belt on her shoulders. I am so proud of this young lady. This is what a true champion looks like after a hard fought battle. I should note. She is bleeding a little bit from the mouth. Congratulations at miss Anna Diaz at GWA Florida. Now here we go. Cause we know Gangrel. Whew. Hashtag women's champion. Hashtag fangin and bangin. Hashtag pro wrestling. Hashtag want some hashtag get some hashtag bad enough hashtag take some hashtag all in 24 7 hashtag hard work pays off man oh that i'm tired of his i'm tired of his hashtag game that is your gangrel watch update i am chris hainer WrestleBuddy's chief gangrel correspondent <laughs> Chris, you cleaned your apartment this week. <laughs> man, we are on the cutting edge of entertainment now, man. First, we yell at someone on the Internet, and now we're going to talk about cleaning house on a Wednesday. Out of all the things in wrestling to talk about. <laughs> well, I is... lo- well, to be fair, ha- I do like to think of my apartment as the Thunderdome. So it's kind of okay. my friend. That's not true. Uh, yeah, so I had last week off, and instead of going on vacation, because we can't do that anymore, I decided to clean house. And I threw, Matt, I'm not done yet. I've thrown out a third of everything I own. Well, sometimes you got to. Um, What I did not throw out was any of the wrestling stuff I found. Good. Be- even though I'm, uh, some of it I probably should have. Uh, but yeah, I it, in digging through, like. We work in the media, so we get a lot of stuff from the media. I will say I don't think any of the stuff was that stuff. I think this is all stuff I've just procured. Yeah. Like, just random things I've picked up along the way. Uh, I don't remember getting most of it, but I'm glad I have all of it. And so, yeah, I'm going to dig into my uh, wrestling Trevor treasure trove of a closet uh, with the first thing I sent to you, which I think you immediately said, I want to listen to this. Yes, I did. Uh I found the audiobook on cassette tape of Hollywood Hulk Hogan by Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Chris, fun fact, I have a cassette player. Oh my god. Like, I, I should that's send this to set up to right you. now. I do not have a cassette player. So I might have to send this to you. Um so yeah, so this this book is it it's it it's a WWE book. This is you have to remember a time when WWE was really like letting wrestlers write a lot of books for one reason or another. It felt like there was one every month, like a big one every month. Some of them were very good. Mick Foley's were fantastic. Edges was really good. I remember. Much later, but Daniel Bryan's is really good, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Hulk Hogan by Hulk Hogan uh, came out in 2002 and he does not write it alone. He writes it with a like obviously with a ghostwriter. And it's, I remember reading it. It's fine. Uh, I had to look up some of the information about what goes down in this book. And everything I read was like, was surprised about how honest Hogan is. He talks about the steroid scandal. He talks about leaving WWF for WCW. He taught, my favorite thing is, he talks about like, what's truly important to him in this industry, making that money. (laughs) Like, he's like, yeah, man, the fans are great. Like, I love, the, I got to help, like, boost Hulkamania, but, like, I got rich. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Hulk Hogan. Um, the cover of the, uh, first of all, this whole thing, somehow, I don't know how, the entire audiobook fits on two cassette tapes. Which it, tells that's me, like what, like an hour and a half? This tells me this cannot be a very long book. Or they did something different. I don't even know, man. Maybe it's two hours. Maybe it was a sixty-minute cassette. I don't know. It's. It, I found it very strange, but you'll find out when I send this to you and make you listen to it. When uh, I play it for my entire family. <laughs> yup. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Suckers. Um, but yeah, on the Hogan is on the cover in the red and yellow feather boas. It's very much his first return to WWE. <laughs> after the closing of WCW and after uh, he had departed the end, the new version of the NWO it's that era Hogan. Oof. So not a- v- he's back. He's back to real American. He's, he's put voodoo child to rest. I'm assuming it's like that era. This is I'm, like the, the, this was like pre Mr. America. Right? This is pre Mr. America. As far as I can tell. Yes. Thank, okay. I was actually thinking like, I think this is before I'm um, thank you for bringing up Mr. America. We don't bring it up enough on the podcast. That is something we will discuss as well. Uh, So the next thing I found, uh, I found a bunch of like really good video games. Well, you found a few very good video games and one terrible, terrible awful ones. Well, so the first thing I found was Smackdown, shut your mouth for the PlayStation two, which Smackdown, shut your mouth is one of my favorites. It was released in 2002. It is the one that, there was a summer i in college i worked for the marketing department at my at my school Mm -hmm. uh, writing html for the school website and one summer i had this game and me and two other people from the office who do not watch wrestling uh recreated everyone in the office as an over the top wrestling character perfect and then since we were real nerds uh made a website for our new fake work wrestling federation perfect and it was and like i swear to god dude that summer i got way more work done on the fake wrestling federation and the storylines that we built just wrestling each other than i ever did doing anything for the school yet i still got paid for it this was the first game to introduce the brand split so yeah. you could put your wrestlers on separate rosters uh there is also an NWO storyline in the story mode kind of uh, kind of <laughs> Scott Hall not involved. He has been replaced by Xbox because this is after Scott Hall had been released from WWE, I believe. Yeah. That's when that's when Scott Hall was going through some struggles. Yes. It uh, uh it's a fe- like these all these old games and it goes right into the next one. They're such weird time capsules. And like, mm-hmm. I was surprised by how quickly it took me right back. I was like, oh man, I don't have a PlayStation 2 now. I want to get a PlayStation 2 so I can play these games again. Yeah. Because the next one, Matt, is one that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Yes. And that is SmackDown versus Raw 2006, first ever featuring General Manager Mode. It's also out of all the GM modes, I would say it's the best one. It is easily the best general manager mode. Yeah, it's simplified enough to where you don't get bogged down in the weeds by stuff, but it's also the an issue I had with later versions. I believe it was two thousand eight. That was, was ECW. That was, yes. So like the beauty of SmackDown versus Raw two thousand six is you're competing for the same audience. Yeah, there are ten million fans up for grabs and you're essentially going head to head with the other brand to see who can get more of that 10 million share Mm -hmm. in with in 2008 with ecw everyone can get up to 10 million and it's like i this is this feels like this feels like less of a competition also they got really bogged they got really bogged down by like having to pick writers that work on specific storylines yeah and and there's also the idea that ECW had one title belt. So it's like, why would you ever want to pick that show? Because it's one title belt and there's not a lot you can work with. One title belt. And it's also a shorter show. So they they wouldn't let you have as big of a roster. So there's no way, or at least in my experience, no way you can top SmackDown or Raw. No. It was a waste. But SmackDown versus Raw 2006? Come on. Perfect. That's the jam. So, next video game I found. WWF Wrestlemania. Nintendo from 1989. Uh, Does not hold up well. It doesn't, but it looks so cool. That's the one with Hulk Hogan on the cover ripping his shirt shirt open. Yeah. Uh, I found the roster. It is playable in this game are Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Brandy Savage, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Bam Bam Bigelow, and Honky Tonk. Which... That's a decent roster for that time. I feel I'd say that Bam Bam Bigelow almost feels like a, uh, surprise. Yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow is definitely like the, Oh really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the game, I do still have a Nintendo. The game isn't great. No, I still, I have this and the next one that you're about to talk about mm -hmm. right behind me uh, in my NES, uh, area. And, uh, there is not a good NES wrestling game to me. What about just Maybe pro just res- wrestling. Yeah. Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling was good. Yeah. Um yeah, so the next one released 1 year later, it is WCW Wrestling. Uh now this is 1990. This is before Eric Bischoff WCW. This is before cool NWO WCW. This is almost like it, it's it's very NWA-ish at this time. Absolutely. And you know how you know that? On the cover are the Road Warriors. Yeah. And the Road Warriors are cool. But that's the selling point for the game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this year's, like, WB2K20, not a great game, but on its cover are Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch, two of the biggest stars in the company. Yeah. On the cover of the WCW game is the tag team that wears shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> The the two bodybuilders that became wrestlers on accident, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. The roster for this game is honestly ridiculous. It's Ric Flair. It's Sting, Lex Luger, Mike Rotundo, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, Steve Williams. Dr. Death. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin Sullivan, Ricky Steamboat, Rick Steiner, Eddie Gilbert, and Michael P.S. Hayes. Seeing... Um, Of course Kevin Sullivan's gonna be in this Because like he was A big WCW mid carter When he came over Uh, And he was just involved with WCW for such a long time Yes he Uh, was But seeing just Rick Steiner Is weird Yeah I didn't notice that until right now Yeah was Scott still a WWF at that time? Maybe they didn't think he was marketable Oh Or maybe he was the final boss Because, Matt, there was an unplayable final boss uh, in this game. Uh, A masked character named simply WCW Master. Which obviously became the master from Dungeon of Doom, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Because no relation to the Master Blasters, the aforementioned Master Blasters. Uh, Yeah, my only note was this game is bad. It's not playable. I mean, I, I own all the old school WWF WCW wrestling games. It's Uh, terrible They're all awful I I don't think I actually like Enjoyed any of the uh, Wrestling games Until Super Nintendo With like Raw And uh, the arcade WrestleMania the arcade game Which I think was on Super Nintendo I believe the arcade game Was on Super Nintendo I think Raw was 64 Wasn't it? No I'm talking about Raw for uh, Or maybe it was Royal Rumble There there was like LJN did like Three or four Mm, Different games For Super Nintendo They just It was just a different Roster and a different Brand so I think it was like raw and then Royal rumble and something else survivor yeah. series. Maybe? I don't remember. Yeah. It's but those were playable. Yeah. This one on the other hand is not. No. Nope. Uh, now Matt, we're jumping forward to 1997. Okay. For a little bit of music because in going through, I found all of my old CDs. Uh, this was not in a case. This was in a CD, like a visor binder of CDs. Yes. With a bunch of very random stuff that was not wrestling related. So it was like, it was Metallica, rap music, movie soundtracks, WWF The Music Volume 2. For those who don't remember, WWF used to release, WWE now, uh, released so many CDs of just wrestling theme songs. Not not just that, they also released songs where the the wrestlers would sing like mm-hmm. i believe one of them is wrestlemania the music which i super love which mm-hmm. has Tatanka buffalo on it or one or a spoken word one by bret hart oh god i forgot about that well sadly none of those songs are on this album but this song this one has uh uh songs for among others the undertaker matt mm. stone cold steve austin uh mankind dude love is on this record perfect uh flash funk oh flash you are so funky <laughs> that's how that song starts it is burned into my brain uh Sonny's i know you want me i know you want me yeah nation of domination is on here ken shamrock is on here rocky mayavia not the yeah. rock rocky mayavia's destiny is on here and of course The most important song of a generation. Sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. Oh, I was going to say Wildcat by Mark Marrow and Sable. No, I would never say that. Uh, There is a song on here called You Start the Fire for Bret Hart. And if I'm remembering correctly, that's not Bret Hart's theme song. It is a song about Bret Hart. Of course. I think. I could be very wrong. This is the weirdest snapshot in time because at this time Farouk is in the nation of domination or the nation of domination did i say nation of dom- whatever no you said nation the first time okay i wasn't sure i'm tired uh the nation of domination but also this is still when the rock is rocky mayavia yeah so he's still like super baby face wearing those blue streamers and whatnot and spinning around with a big old smile on his face happy boy Okay, so the next thing I got, which is a big time jump, all the way forward to 2015, Matt. I found a ticket stub for NXT Takeover Brooklyn One, which this is before I, can't I believe you went to. That might be my favorite NXT Takeover. It was incredible. uh So I went as part of every year. Two K used to do these annual trips to SummerSlam. To so you would play the game and you'd go to SummerSlam. And it was during SummerSlam's run in New York, where it was at uh Barclays every year. So I went, I went to three or four of those. And I I don't know if this was the first one, but it might have been the I don't think this was the first one. The show of that weekend was clearly NXT Takeover. Uh Matt, as we know from going to wrestling, mm-hmm. uh big WWE events, the show of the weekend is typically NXT Takeover. Yeah, it is. Um, but this was another level. This was their, this was the first time that they had really gone huge in a big arena. I know earlier in the year, uh, which we'll talk about next at WrestleMania 31, uh, NXT ran in a local small venue arena and it was their first time really outside of Florida. And that Mm. was great. But this was the first takeover on a large scale inside of a big arena. It was packed. The show opened with jushin thunder liger versus tyler breeze which is that is, match is like burned into my memory that is such a good match it's fantastic uh on this show blue pants briefly teamed up with the vaud villains against on, blake le- and let's Murphy. Ju- it's leva bates let's just say leva bates i understand but like her name was blue pants yeah uh it, this is and, it, and it, this was when the vaud villains won the nxt tag titles from blake and murphy with alexa bliss and then oh, that's such a weird time because like Murphy eventually ended up on the main roster, but Blake has been, he's in what forgotten sons now. Yeah. They came to SmackDown briefly, but I feel like they've been kind of set to the side. I now. think it's because of what some, one of them said on Twitter. They've been kind of buried a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Apollo Cruz versus the perfect 10 Sean Spears. <laughs> this is when Apollo Cruz was still super new and I was still calling him Uha nation. I mean, I still call him OOHA Nation from time to time. Uh, Samoa Joe beat up Baron Corbin. That was dope. But this is, and then in the main event, it was Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens in a ladder match for the NXT title. But the match of this show, (laughs) the match of this show, the match that for my money, I've seen Chris Jericho wrestle Shawn Michaels live. I've seen a number of really great matches live. This is the best match I have ever and probably will ever see live. And it was Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship. That first major, major match of theirs, it was it was a perfect match. Yeah. And it had the crowd like wrapped in the entire time. It was fantastic. On a card that is arguably, for the most part, like so incredibly strong. Like for real, this card would put. Anything from, I'm going to say the past, any show from the past, I'm going to say year and a half, from WWE or NXT, to shame. This yeah. is an incredible, incredible card. Yeah. Man. Now I'm sad. Anyway, what else did you find, Chris? <laughs> well, sticking in 2015, I also found all of my media passes for WrestleMania in 2015. Uh, nice. I had backstage for... Mania, Hall of Fame and Access, which if you haven't been to NXT Access or WWE Access during WrestleMania weekend, it's worth it's worth going. It's like it's like a pop up wrestling museum almost. It's a delight. It's a pop up interactive wrestling museum. There's lots of stuff to do. Of course, there's lots of stuff to buy, but Mm. there's also so many cool things to see. Uh, Anyway, this this was the this is the WrestleMania in San Jose, California, at the stadium where the 49ers play Levi Stadium, Uh, because the San Francisco 49ers play in San Jose, California. Uh, Because football makes sense. And this was a really strong show, I thought. This is the show where Seth Rollins cashed in on Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in the main event to win his first title. This is the show where Sting made his WWE wrestling debut against Triple H in a match that saw, for some reason, all of DX and all of the NWO interfere. That was so weird, anyway. Sting, (laughs) Sting, who is just the benchmark for the NWO. Uh, And this was also the match that saw uh, Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt uh, in a very confusing match because Undertaker's entrance was set up like normal, except we're in California outdoors and it's daytime. Yeah. So it looks strange. Same with Bray Wyatt. He comes down with the lantern. I'm like, what are you trying to see, dog? (laughs) I just need a little bit more light. Uh, And of course, as we all know it now, is the tank they had sex in or on or whatever. Rusev wrote a tank to the ring to fight John Cena. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you follow this at all. Uh, Lana has uh, revealed this week that her and Russo got down in that tank. Good for them uh yeah, <laughs> good um, for them <laughs> that's one way to look at it um i i I don't know when or where, but e- no you know what Matt? you're right, good for them, yeah, I sign on to that uh and the last thing I want to bring up it's special. it's from the heart, mhm, and it's gonna lead to i hope okay, so Matt went to Mexico. <laughs> I did uh, at one point go to Mexico. yes. Matt went. Matt went to Mexico. Yeah, not not like this week. Like Matt, you went this to Mexico was a few years back. Yeah, uh, and while you were there, you're like to myself and Mike Rougeau, senior editor, managing editor of Entertainment, whatever he is. Uh, you said I'm bringing you guys something back from Mexico, and you sent us two ugly, <laughs> <laughs> ugly. <clears throat> lucha masks yes mine is a teal and leopard print, a metallic teal and leopard print ray mysterio mask that is ugly but yeah. so so cool and every time i see it now i think about oh man matt got this for us when he stayed next door to a corn concert there was a corn and rammstein concert next to the resort we were staying at. But anyway, we got got you those masks, like, from, um, Uh though we went to, like, another kind of, like, touristy area, because, like, there weren't any, like, when we went to the mall, there wasn't, you know, like, dumb touristy things to buy, because it was just, like, locals only, essentially. Right. Um, But there are three types of masks when you are (laughs) looking for luchador masks in Mexico. There is... Rey Mysterio, which yep. you got. There is uh La Pacra, which I bought for myself. Uh, and then um Sinkara. That's it. Wow. Sincara is a weird one. But he's still well, not him. It's not Sincara down there, but it's uh but he, that character is still big in Mexico. Right. But like I'm surprised there wasn't like Emile Mascaris. No, that's so weird. Not even, um, I forgot Andrade's original name. Uh, La Sombra? Oh. No, 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 not La Sombra. Andrade um, de Estrada. No, it, it, it's like the oh, collector Angra. of, what was his name? hundred, so, Cien... Cien Almas. Cien Almas, yeah. But no he, was La, no, he was La Sombra in Mexico. I believe so, yes. But th- there wasn't any masks for him, and I got kind of bummed about that. Did you, How many? how many Lionheart Chris Jericho vests did you find? Uh, zero vests. I only saw masks. And they were all really expensive at like the tourist. I understand you're at a tourist joint, but like But they're really expensive and also look ugly. Ugly. Like I got you the worst ones I could find. No, and I thank you for it. Uh, well, I'll po- we I'll post we'll we need to get better about posting things to Twitter when we say we will. I'll try to remember to post a photo of the masks to Twitter because honestly, when I say metallic teal and leopard print, that's what it is. Yeah it's wild that this exists or that someone printed this yes man the the la Parca one i got was horror it's so poorly stitched and put together i think it cost me ten dollars um the lady was so nice though i'm just Mm -hmm. like oh i'll buy it for you You seem like a nice lady (laughs) do you now do you put it on and prance around your house with a folding chair no, but my son and I will wear our masks and wrestle each other. He has uh, DC Comics sent me a mask for a comic book they did a few years ago. He wears that one and I wear La Parca. That's awesome. And we just like and he says, I'm going to wrestle you. Ding, ding, ding. Fantastic. I'm teaching my son the right way. <sighs> so, yeah, that's a stroll through my closet of goodies, uh, all of which I have kept for better or worse. And by worse, I mean WCW Wrestling. Yay. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Let's see what people have to ask us. Oh, okay, Matt. It's uh we have it's it's mailbag time. Mailbag! <laughs> uh, Matt, our first question comes from Air Traffic AJ. Hello, Andy if you guys could (laughs) if you guys could fantasy book one storyline on wwe programming and one storyline on aew right now what would it be oh boy i would um i would have with aew i'd have them pull the trigger on adam page going to the dark order instead of just like constantly teasing it because and then eventually getting colt cabana uh I would really pull the trigger on Dark Order and the Elite. Interesting. I was going to go in a completely different direction. I, I I honestly think like there's so much potential for Dark Order. They're treated as kind of a joke, and I like the joke. It's funny, but I I really feel like they could do something better with that group, especially with Brody Lee in charge, because I feel like they're he's just back on the mid card again. Yeah. Um, well, I I feel like he's definitely in a better position now than he was in WWE. But oh, I completely still, agree. He should be higher. Yeah. Um, uh, Mine for AEW is actually, it's interesting because it sort of responds to a question we were asked a long time ago about uh, pairing Cody, uh, Sean Spears, and FTR together as sort of a new four horsemen. And at the time, I believe I said I was against it. I didn't think it would work. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. Uh I've really come around on that. I still don't love FTR. I still think they're very boring. But yeah. I love the sort of subtle, slow heel shift they're doing with Cody. It's very subtle. He doesn't appear uh he doesn't appear with the elite anymore. He's when when the elite have matches, it's everyone but Cody, which I find fascinating. Um and I like that they're slowly starting to link them together. And like, that's the thing I want. I, I am, I guess it's not even fantasy booking. It's just my wish list. Like I'm so interested to see what happens when they pull the trigger on that. And yeah, if it were me, I would keep it burning for a while. Like I would, I would let that simmer. Just have Cody get a little bit more aggressive each week. Have him be a little bit more sort of nonchalant after he beats someone up. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, I think I think they're headed towards something great with that. For WWE, um, I would make Fiend the champion of everything. I I don't know wh- why. I mean, I know why because they want to give Goldberg the title again. I'm so sick of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar getting titles. Yep. I, I it doesn't. It makes the the champion previous to them look extremely weak, and then rebuilding to them as champion just doesn't feel right the Mm -hmm. fiend should be champion one million percent um also uh, i feel like they're doing it felt like they were trying to do a sort of double turn to make the fiend the good guy and like here's my new pitch good but edgy alexa bliss teaming with the fiend yeah alexa bliss rules and like i think she could tap into that so i would like to see that I, I would like with a storyline going on right now with what was it retribution or whatever the people <laughs> you, in black. Are. Would you like it to stop? I I would like it to be completely underutilized mid carders that are already on the roster. No one from NXT. I could be into that because there's like one of the people kind of looks like Carmela, like could be Carmela. That's the person that moonwalked one week. Um, but like mean, like his money, you have Carmela, you have like a Bo Dallas like what the hell is Bo been up I love Bo Dallas like he's such a good talker and you just don't use him Uh there is just so many underutilized people that we don't see on TV that could be in that group and I feel like with a group like retribution you need to really fill that up with mid carters I think that's one good leader maybe I don't know who would be the leader of that but Bo Dallas yeah, Bodell's. I I could see Bodel's in the lead to that, but I, yeah, okay. I, I my, I want to be excited about Retribution, but it feels like WWE doing a less Nexus. It is, but it, but like a less impressive version of that. Like they're like, no, we're anarchists. We're spray painting the WWE logo on a wall and then putting a red strike through it. No, we're, yeah. throwing, we're throwing a Molotov cocktail at a power box. Like, why? What do you? What is any? What is any of this? That, that's where I feel like it's too far. I, I, the interrupting matches, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, a solid and cutting up the ring. Uh, <laughs> also, I think it would be better off if it wasn't twenty five people. Yeah, like if it was like a solid five or six people. Yeah, I say six people is kind of the perfect number for that group. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all about, but I mean, I've said it a million times. I'm all about stables. I, I think stables should make a comeback, but it shouldn't be NWO sized stables. Uh, you know, six people, seven, the very, very max, because then you get to utilize more people on TV. Mm-hmm. And WWE's roster already is so huge, and so many people are just never on television. And once these people are unmasked, so many of them are going to fall by the wayside. Yeah. They just are. And that yep. kind of sucks. And also uh, this should be a Kira Tozawa uh, with some, and some of these people should be as ninjas. Yeah. Whatever happened to Akira Tozawa and the ninjas. He still has them from time to time. It's very confusing. <laughs> uh, next question, Matt, this comes from Dell 9,000. Hey, D9,000. Uh, official question, he says. Okay. What would you rather watch? A wrestling show without announcers or without crowds? This is an easy one for me uh it's it's an easy one for me as well without announcers uh, i say without crowds Real? oh see i yeah like i i go to i go to wrestling shows without announcers all the time and i have yeah. a great time i don't like announcers are good and i think in terms of some storytelling help absolutely but if i've learned anything from covid wrestling which is the name of the worst wrestling federation. <laughs> <laughs> COVID wrestling. If I've learned anything from wrestling in the time of COVID, it's that like shows without crowds are, I can't, it's hard, man. I'm okay with it. I, I, I just, I, I like announcers. I like the driving of the storylines. Uh, you know, I, I like the, the back and forth between a couple of people. That's just me though. There's a lot of bad announcers too. Oh, there's, there's more bad than good. <sighs> Last question comes from uh, the It's Canon podcast, which, Matt, you were on, right? I was on a few weeks ago talking about the comic book industry. Aw. Because, as you know, I was once a, a comic book journalist. Oh, God. Every time. Uh, every time. I think it's the second time that's ever come up. <laughs> and every time. uh, They ask, who would win in a raw underground fight between myself and and one, Matt Elfring. I think I can answer this one, Matt. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, I've never punched anyone in the face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd win. Although, I don't think, on, honestly, I don't think either of us would throw a punch. We'd just kind and be like, uh, uh, and try to figure a way out of there. Why am I doing this is the first question. I think we'd do that slow-mo Rocky ending where we both throw a punch and then we freeze right before we make contact. Yes, and we go, and thank then the you, credits everybody. Roll. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine a situation as an adult right now where I would be hitting someone I knew through my own blue. Vo- not like a Matt, situation. You, you, like, you, just, you, you said earlier that you did it just a few years
1: ago. I
0: didn't actually throw a punch in that. I just juke oh, okay. somebody. Oh okay. oh, okay. Uh, No, I can't imagine a situation where I'd actually hit somebody I know. Yeah like or a friend. I don't think there's something you could do, murder someone in my family. Maybe. I don't know, but that's not a situation not, that would ever I, arise. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Not at all. So, so yeah. a realistic situation, what I punch somebody I know, and then I am very close friends with. No. So Rocky, so it's going to be the Rocky credits that you mentioned. The Rocky freeze frame ending. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Matt, that's all we got for the mailbag that's up and do you hear that chris you know what matt oddly enough this week i do hear it oh that's the end of the show do us a favor rate and review us on the apple podcast app uh from what i understand it is worth it is uh, like more important than any of us knew about so jump on over there give us a rating give us a review send us your love or your hate hey Jump over there and tell us whether or not you think wrestling is real. Then we'll have a talk about it in a future episode. I will read those reviews on the air. Maybe, maybe not, depending on the content. I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm going to say. For, the, for the, I will read on the air, whatever they say, the next four reviews that are left on our podcast. That's right. I we will read, read them. Reviews are our show will die. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't think that's true, but. You can find us on social media. We are at Russell Buddies. If you want to find me personally, I am at Chris Hayner. H-A-Y-N-E-R. Matt is at I M M A T E L F R I N G. Send us your questions. You can also send them to Russell Buddies at G at GameSpot.com. We want to answer your questions. If you have topic ideas, shout them out. You might think think of something that we somehow haven't thought of. I think we still have a list of like 40 things to talk about. Oh, I think we came up with four more. (laughs) Yes, we do. Uh, And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Robocop.